There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is DJ. This is Ish. And this is Pero, Pero Let, Let Me Tell, tell you. you. Dale. It's just Yolanda, a bad situation. Yolandita Monge and Noelia. Mm-hmm. Are we... Re- we are. Yeah. Um, so, I was watching the other day on CBS Sunday Morning. As Because, you know, what would an episode of our show be if you didn't mention CBS Sunday Morning? <laughs> um, well, I watch it. it. Be any other show. I watch it every Sunday morning. Well, at least, well you're, you're, at least you're current. The point was that they were talking about slow television. It's oh, like yeah, a phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. It's like Nordic, in, right? Yes, it's a phenomenon in like a few Scandinavian countries where pretty much it's just like, like ice melting, yeah. um, a fireplace... And Netflix, and it's a phenomenon. Like, yeah, yeah, people, like, it's a channel, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. it's a channel. And Netflix actually has a few like um, features on from slow television. And one of the ones it has is a train ride from, I forgot where the starting point is, but it's from one city in Norway to Oslo, the capital of Norway. Yeah. And it's a seven and a half hour train ride. And you're there for all seven hours because they put a camera, they mount a camera like in the front of the train. Okay. And it's like an electric train, so it doesn't, you know, make There's no noise. No, much noise. And I watch like a good 20 minutes of it every night <laughs> before I go to bed. I'm getting to Oslo. I'm eventually getting to Oslo. It's relaxing. It is super relaxing. Oh my God, it is so you know what? relaxing. That's also like something that's perfect for people who need to have the TV on but also want to read. Yeah. While the TVs are like right or, or like fall asleep to it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because 
Yeah. I mean, whatever. I know it's weird, but I'm, I'm getting to Oslo <laughs> one way or another. So, are we recording? We are recording. Okay, well, welcome to episode... <laughs> 45. It is 45, yeah. We are 45. Ooh. So we're five older than you right now. Well, thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to episode 45 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Y como están las crisma? Oh my God, it's like, it's it's here. Mm-hmm. It's here. Olvídate. Ya, ya, I sound so old. I was about ya to say, I was about to say, ya fueron a comprar la venta en Gay Byron, but then that would have been, you know. Time traveling? Time traveling back to 1989. Right. To Jackson Byron's. To Jackson Byron's, then Jay Byron's, then Byron's. Right. Tumbaron hey, la jota. They dropped the J. It sounded stupid in Spanish. Tumbaron la jota. Because it didn't rhyme. Remember James Byron? AJ uh, Byron? James Byron. Byron <laughs> Allen. <laughs> James Byron was the world's worst spy. Do you know Byron <laughs> Allen bought the Weather Channel? He did. Byron Allen bought the Weather Channel. Wait, Byron Allen, the guy who has the a host? Show like that these, nobody these shows that nobody, nobody watches that they air like Saturdays instead of an infomercial. At, at three in the morning. At three in the morning, they put the Byron Allen show. Huh? Byron Allen bought the Weather Channel. What he's going to do with it, I don't know. I'm more convinced. He can buy the weather channel. He bought the weather channel. Good for him. He's good a mogul. Good for him. You so anyway, so to our listeners, <laughs> how's the Christmas holiday season treating you? Oh, I can't imagine. It's You know what? I think it's probably going well this year. I haven't heard too much craziness yeah. necessarily. So far, so good. So far, so good. It's about midway through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Ninguna locura. Okay. No, no. So speaking of Christmas, um, last week in our episode, in episode 44, we talked about Baby It's Cold Outside. And yes, how we did. In the era of the Me Too movement, the song is deemed inappropriate, and we kind of weighed in on it, and um, we even put a post on Instagram about it, and a lot of people responded. Yeah, but we even actually had somebody send an email. We got an email, and that's actually what we're, I'm going to talk about. Um, one of our listeners was very gracious to send yes. us an email about... Jacqueline Janet. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you for your email. And, and you guys can send us emails, too, at yeah, Let Me Podcast yes, at gmail.com. Yes, and... Um, she made some very good points in the email, and one of the songs that she brought up, which I totally agree with what she said in her email, but one of the things that she brought up was, oh my God, was um, the song by Benny Mardones, Into the Night. Uh-huh. Do you know that song? The one that starts, she's just 16 years old, leave her alone, they say. Okay. I like that song. I, I love that song. That song is a classic. That song is a classic. But, and and she makes a very good point. That song is creepy as hell. Yeah. Like, super, I mean, there's, that song, there's no interpretation about it. No, She no, no, is no, no, 16 no, no. years old. He spells so, it out. So, here is my. Maybe it was written by, by that guy who was the actor that married Courtney Strode. Was that her name? Hace poco. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That yes. he was like 50 and she, and was, she like, was like 16. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. she looked older. Right. Okay. So here's my Easter egg to, to our Christmas. listeners during Christmas. So imagine a Easter egg con una mata de pascua on top of it with a poisonetta. Listeners. Poinsetta, you, the way you I call it poisonetta. Yeah, it sounds like the name that they gave Vianetta before they changed it. <laughs> the Delicious Dilemma? <laughs> oh, I love Vianetta. Oh, Vianetta is so good. Anyway. <laughs> The poisonetta. I know it's poinsetta. Come me that. The poisonetta. <laughs> anyway, so here's what I want you listeners to do. You go to YouTube okay. and put Benny Mardona's Into the Night okay. original video. Okay. There is a music video oh, for this sense, song. Of okay? okay. 
And in the music video, it starts off with him knocking at the girl's house. Uh-huh. And the, the line when it says, leave her alone, they say right. it's the father nagging at him. And then he goes to her window to look at her through her window. And the girl they picked to play the 16-year-old girl right. looks like 12. Oh my God. So it's even creepier, right? So here's the best part of the video. There's a part where he finally enter, you know, trespasses into her room. So he breaks in. He breaks in with a rolled up carpet. And they roll out the carpet on, you know, the floor. Okay. And she's on the carpet with him. And he takes her into the night. Like Aladdin? <laughs> like Aladdin. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and then, you know, this is, this is like from 1980. So, like, the CGI is like terrible you know he takes her to like new york he he takes her to like highway a lot of highway systems you know but the well, point she's is 16 she can't get into any clubs well that's true yeah, so he takes her into the night on this magic carpet ride so you know what that song is from 1980 they were totally ahead of aladdin and jasmine you know aladdin's from what 93 they were a good thir- 12 to 13 years ahead i mean if i was him i would totally get some you know i'd be pissed i'd be pissed i'm like you know disney stole my idea and he takes her on a magic carpet ride her own 16 16- i mean people you need to look this up on youtube it is amazing so what's great is that in the comment section of the right. video there's people who are like I'm here for the comments. I'm here for the comments. Like, I'm here to just read comments. The comments are amazing. You know, generally, YouTube videos, video comments are vile and nasty. But these are great. So, that's my little gift to everybody. (laughs) Well, I can't say I'm not going to go and look this up because I didn't... I knew it had a video, but I didn't ever see the video. Well, the video supposedly was like unreleased for many years. Can't imagine why. It's not and, a statutory rape. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> um, but then, I don't know, in the YouTube era, it leaked or whatever. Right, 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 Who right. cares? But yes, it is so amazing. So amazing. So uh, so I just want to bring something up before we go into any other topics. So much like Jacqueline listeners, you guys can send us emails. And actually, don't you know, you can send us questions. You can send us everything. But I'm going to kind of jump the gun here a little bit and mention that we will be going after, not not this episode, but after our next episode, we're going to be going on a hiatus for about two weeks. So just two weeks. Just two weeks. Just two weeks. You know, okay, we're, we're giving you guys a break. No, tenemos que descansar nosotros tampoco, coño. It's a holiday. Yeah. But what I'd like to put out there is if you guys want, because again, when we come back, you know, we're going to have a lot of catching up to do, maybe send us a couple questions. And we might, depending on what the questions are and what we get, we might just, you know, do take a little an episode YouTube video. Do a little or do, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to take a little break. Obviously, we're not going away from YouTube. Nope. But we're taking a little bit of a holiday break and then we're going to come, you know, refreshed for yep. season two of Pero Let Me Tell You. That's season right. two, we're going to have a season 2019. two. 2019. We're going to have a season two. Mira pa eso. Yep. So, speaking of seasons. <clears throat> seasons change. It's been so long. You know, we've seen Expose Live already, like, what, three More years? now than when they were popular. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. I mean, they Expose. Uh, Expose, if you listen to this podcast, we would love to yes, have you on. I've actually reached out to you a couple times. Yes. So, you know. Because I love me some Jeanette Jurado. Anyway. Um, so. We can't have hot, hot topics without talking about one of the hottest topics going on this week, which is the whole Kevin Hart debacle. Oh, yeah. I, told, I, so, I, I kind of forgot about it. But it's kind of hard, hard to go anywhere without 
<laughs> hearing about the Kevin Hart debacle. So a little bit of backtrack. Kevin Hart was offered the position to host the Oscars. Which nobody ever wants to do, really. I feel that it's that nobody ever wants to. It's that nobody ever does a good enough job because well, it's, it's a thankless job. Yeah, you're never gonna, you're never gonna. No matter how good you are, they're never gonna say you did well. Yeah, because like I thought, Doogie Howser on um, Neil Patrick Harris, Neil Patrick Harris did a great job, and then the next day it was like off with his head. Right, right. you know, it's like okay, but what more do you want? What do you want? want? Like, yeah. what do you, anyway, the point is, um, so obviously when he he got picked, I mean, this is one of the highest profile gigs in the world, pretty much. Sure. Um, uh, there was a backlash that came out because they found some tweets that he made. Uh, somewhere anywhere between uh, seven, ten, eight, ten seven, years ago, seven to ten years ago, he yeah. made some tweets. And it's not the first time this has come up. Right, he that was homophobic. Them before. So the tweets were homophobic, uh, or they were of homophobic nature. In the last several years, his history of these tweets, as you said, had come up, mm-hmm. and he had apologized. For these tweets. So he had apologized for the he tweets. He acknowledged it, right? Now, the tweets... Have you read the tweets? I only saw the one. The tweets are pretty bad. Um, They're pretty bad. They're not like, oh, that's gay, or stop right, being right, a right, this, right, right. or that. They're pretty bad. Right. Um, some people may not find... I don't find them... I don't find that funny. Mm-hmm. Um, some people may. I, I don't find that type of humor funny. Funny, right. But, but humor subjective, I guess. Um, but the point is that he had apologized to about it. Well, the Oscar organization finds out about this, tells him to apologize again. Mm-hmm. And he says, no. thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. I've already apologized for this. Um, I'm not going to go down this route, road again. Um, I've grown, I've evolved, and I've matured. And I'm not going to go down this road again. So now he took himself he took himself yeah. out of the hosting the Oscars. So now, um, do you know about the Nick Cannon turn twist? No. So Nick Cannon today or yesterday mm-hmm. on his Twitter releases um, rant, um, Twitter postings from Amy Schumer, uh, Sarah Silverman, and. Um, there was another female comedian who used the F word. Okay. Right? I don't feel comfortable saying the F word. Fag, I, right? Yes. Okay. I don't feel comfortable saying that word, but if you do, that's up to you. I have no issues with um, So they used, the, he pulled up tweets that they had used that word. Now, granted, their tweets were th- them just using the word. They weren't as serious has his because his tweets were a little bit more like right, right. it was a lot more effect, serious like, if my son came home i kicked the gay out of him or something like that i mean yeah, playing essentially toys, right, uh, right. and then he made like an age joke i mean if you really want to read his tweets they're out there anyway and nick cannon was in his, you know said mm-hmm. double standard much right. so i guess the you know because this is obviously a, a subject that's very close to us mm-hmm. um so my question to you is, actually, it's two things I kind of want to touch base on with you. Do you think that what he, your thoughts on what he did? Okay. Um, he had already apologized for it, but he's not going to do it again. Mm-hmm. Versus, 
okay, you're also given the biggest platform in the world to address this issue head on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and nip it in the butt once and for all, not only for you, but for everyone involved and tell them, hey, this is not cool no matter who it's coming from. Right. And, and, which you, this is something you and I have talked about before, with social media now, everybody having social media, if we start going down this route of taking out old tweets and old um who we were 10 years ago right. 20 years ago are we entering a slippery slope well I mean, go <laughs> we, well i think i'm going to start with the with the unspoken third question which um is dear uh, academy of arts and sciences yes we will host if asked um the oscars we'll do it so there's that um but oh yeah, yeah. of course yeah of so course. just you know we'll do it we're fairly controversy free um that we know of that we know of, you know but but i don't know we'll see what happens somebody may find your um selfies uh your gym selfies uh, t- oh no that a picture that time i was a go-go boy appropriate yes <laughs> so somebody may say that's not appropriate it's true yeah i filled out those cutoff shorts very well anyway but i i agree with kevin hart and I agree with him from the perspective that, and again, this is something this is something we've talked about before on this on this podcast, where I'm not the person I was ten years ago, I'm not the person I was a year ago, you know, et cetera, so on and so forth. And if every time that I that it, if I have to apologize every single time, then at what point am I? Now I'm not apologizing. I'm just trotting it out to make you shut up, mm-hmm. and it makes it look worse. And you continue to draw attention to something that it's not that you want it to go away, but it's like, okay, so you're you're not acknowledging or you don't want to acknowledge that I have grown, that I have changed. You want to keep harping on certain things. And there's absolutely, at the end of the day, no amount of apologies that this man can do that are going to make some people change their mind. There isn't. There's no well, amount. Something, I mean, something that a lot of people have said to his defense which actually I think Nick Cannon so said as well. I'm, I'm pro is that um, look at Mel Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mel Gibson has been nominated for an Academy Award and has attended the Academy Award subsequent to him his you know anti-Semitic outburst, mm-hmm. which was caught on video. Right, right, and that was just that was maybe about ten years ago as well. Approximate, yeah. And you know, I would also add in there. The which this is now a little bit of a to the spectrum of the Me Too movement, Mm -hmm. the hypocrisy of Roman Polanski, the fact that Roman Polanski, I mean, Roman Polanski had sex with a 13 year old in in the 1960s (laughs) with Sharon Tate. I actually think he may have been the writer of that song. I'm not Sharon Tate, not Sharon Tate. No, Sharon Tate, (laughs) he was with Sharon Tate, but um, he he did have sex with this girl who was a minor, a minor, not a 17 year old, she was. 13 right, right. and this is not up for contrary this is not up for debate, debate. he did have sex yes. with her they both acknowledged it and he's been nominated for an academy award as recently as in the 2000s yeah so i'm very down the middle on this one i'm very i could see it both ways because on the one hand i agree with what you're saying he has addressed this before he has apologized so how good is an apology if you have to apologize and apologize and apologize at the same time and it's also not somebody who's who's continued to make these types of statements yes yes that's a very good point at the same time though i do think that when you make a statement of that you know like that because 
I understand what Nick Cannon was trying to do, and there's a part of me that agrees with Nick Cannon, but I think it's a bit of a false equivalency what those women did in those tweets and Kevin Hart's tweets, because Kevin Hart's tweets were a lot more derogatory. Not to say that theirs weren't, because I think that the F word is pretty derogatory, but, you know, Kevin Hart's tweets were really out there. Um, So, I... So, and I think that when you put something like that out in the public, you know, it, it, you have to take a piece of humble pie and, and like, mm-hmm. just deal with it and know that this is in your past and you're going to have to keep apologizing. But as you said, then it kind of creates a, a vicious circle because then they're going to keep throwing it out on you. And especially now in this, you know, mob media, right, you right. know, Twitter media mob right. mentality. I will say I'm, I'm actually very happy. I don't remember. I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, Glad's response was actually very, very well phrased because basically what they said to an extent was, you know, he has apologized. I think we should look forward. You know, something, right. something to that extent. They and, didn't, they didn't drag him out and crucify him, which I think is interesting because then again, what we're dealing with here is something. What you're saying is, it's this public outcry, right? You know what I mean? It's it's and no longer public. Who's the public? Right. Who's the public? The million moms who it's actually twenty board housewives in a basement somewhere. Yeah. You know. Um, so so yeah. As I, I was saying, on the one hand, I think that you know he has already apologized. He hasn't made a statement like that recently. You know, he's he's thirty nine. You know, you can make the argument that he wasn't the same person at. 28, 29, than he was at 39. You know, maybe now he, you know, he's he older, he's wiser, right. you know, whatever. I think you have to give people the benefit of the doubt in terms of evolving. Growth, yeah. And growth, because then what's the point? You know, we go and we advocate and we say, you know, don't discriminate, you know, be tolerant and all that. Well, but when people actually do respond to that message, right. then you got to give them the benefit of the doubt and let them evolve. With that said... I see it also. I see the argument that it was a missed opportunity because I think that you know he could have he could have apologized and he could have taken this head on at the Oscars for like a split second and said, you know what, there's no room for this type of intolerance, especially him being a black man because homophobia in the black community is something that is rampant, very relevant, rampant, and it, yeah. all over the place. And I think that as him as such a high profile black man you know having one of the most high profile gigs in the world he could have taken that you know straight on and been like you know this is not cool it's not funny you know whatever so with that said as well because this has many layers this does go back to what you and i have talked about before in terms of our social media past this is a very very slippery slope that we are entering yeah. when whenever whatever it is whether you're a public person or not but this obviously affects people that are in the public more when people can just dig up what it what it is that you said 10 years ago and hold that against you now yeah because you well, don't feel like paradise but <laughs> And you don't need, you, a vacation. You do need a vacation. Vacation you tonight. Do need a vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But anyway, uh, we I couldn't say that without the Britney play. <laughs> I'm but, glad you did because it was in my head. But um, 
but that's a very slippery slope. That's a very dangerous water because you know what? You know it's, what? We want you to apologize and we want you to be sorry, but we're never gonna let you forget it. Right. And well, it can, and, and it you. doesn't only have to be it doesn't even have to be something that you post. It could be like a, a comment that you make yeah. or something. It's like you have to be very careful now because it's like Big Brother's watching. Everybody has to be edited yes. all day long. Yes, Big Brother's watching and, and that that is a very, very slippery slope. You know what? Um, Joy Behar made a very good comment today on The View about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Megan McCain kind of followed suit in terms of that. Milagro, they're getting along again this week? Uh, well, no. <laughs> the, uh, well, but, but they were talking more about free speech. Because, okay. like, both of them are very big advocates of the LGBTQ community. Um, and both of them have really, really, like, put their neck out there. Especially Megan being, like, a yeah, Republican, right. a conservative. Um and she's very much an ally of mm-hmm. you know the you know the movement the community. and mm-hmm. the community, and um, they both agreed that as bad as his statements are, comedy and political pundits are people that are constantly pushing the envelope. Yeah. And Joey Behar said something of like, as a comedian, now I'm afraid of who I'm going to offend. But don't because, you hear? Because the, she's, she's there's like, a lot of comedians who are afraid to do college Yeah, uh, because, because she was like, are we going to have to have like comedian speakeasies? Like, is it going to come down to that? That should. It's fun. like, it's going to be our safe space. Like, forget yeah. that safe space. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to be our safe space. That, like, there has to be like a, an, um, mm-hmm. a sign in the entrance and nobody can have their phones on right. because, you know, as a comedian, you know, comedians are constantly pushing the envelope. Well, and you also, not all the material that we see is material. You know, the material that we see is the final material. They have to try it out. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be something that can be misconstrued or misinterpreted. I just think that this whole issue with him, it's multi-layered. I mean, I I see both sides of the argument. You know, I, I for one, have no tolerance for that type of comment. And and I get very uneasy when people make those type of comments because I, I, I think that sometimes people say stupid things but some other things that you say come from ins- from who you are from your heart like mm-hmm. yeah. what you really think about that and maybe at that point in time he was the biggest homophobe there is but i have to believe if he if he says that he's evolved and he has not displayed that behavior in a significant right. time then i have to give him the benefit of the doubt and i have to believe him because again as i said a minute ago then what's the point of this whole movement and you know all these minds we're trying to change if we're if if we're changing them right. or supposedly changing them, but we're not believing them, so it's it's very difficult. It just, <sighs> I just, it's it's the times we're living in. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, anyway, how's everybody's drive this morning? <laughs> what do you guys think? Let us know. Uh, yeah, let us know. Send us a, a, you can send us a tweet, but I mean, I don't really check Twitter, so. Good luck with that. No, no, we'll put. You know, we always post it on Instagram. But, but you know, this yeah. is one of those things that, like, now that Christmas is coming up and everybody's, you know, having dinner parties and stuff like that, I'm sure That's people true. will be talking about stuff like that. And you heard it first up, pero let me tell you. You did. And if you see Kevin Hart, tell him, I want to give him a hug. He looks cuddly. He's like five foot one. That's why he looks cuddly. Yeah. But let me not say more about that because then that might be held against me that I'm making fun of short people. Yes. The the Napoleonites are yeah. gonna... Yeah. yeah. And I don't like to make fun of anyone, so... <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, well, yeah. you know who else is really good people? King. The stars and producer of Hialeah the series. Who oh, we interviewed. yes. Yes. Okay. King I'm Bombo. Just... Na, na, King Bombo. Bombo. Okay, I'm not kidding, listeners. We interviewed them. 
we stopped the interview. We talked for, I think, like maybe another 20 minutes in the lobby. And then another 10 minutes when we left the building. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are our, um, our uh, goodbye of them. Yeah. Are saying it, it bye. Was, yeah. It was very traditional it was Cuban. The epitome there was there was like the, hi, we're leaving. Right. Okay. Right. And then we say we talk a little bit at the door. Right. And then, and then <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit outside in the hallway. Right. And now we and a half go later. downstairs and you know, there were in the parking lot and we spoke again a little bit in the parking lot. So <laughs> you know, your typical Cuban oh, goodbye. God. But they they were they were absolutely They were amazing, amazing, amazing. amazing. I, I felt like they were our Good friends for a yeah, long time. Yeah. Well, there are good friends now. Yes, there are um, another primos of ours. And now. as you will see in the in the you'll hear in the interview, um, the work that they did with the series of Hialeah is just amazing. Yes, and Check it out, guys. Um, obviously, if you're from South Florida, you will really love the Hialeah series. Um, but even if you're not from South Florida, it's a great opportunity to learn about South Florida. And you know. Hialeah can be any little pocket of yeah. culture anywhere around the world. It could be little Italy. It could yeah, be, absolutely. you know, whatever. That people I mean, say like, oh, this could only happen in, insert your town yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's it's like, it's very unique, but at the same time, for us at least, it's home. And they were very, very successful in capturing the essence yes. of Hialeah. So, yep, yep. without further ado. Enjoy the episode. Or what? Well, the interview. The interview. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. So, as we mentioned, we kind of have, like, what I think is the perfect last guests of 2018. I'm totally fangirling right now. <laughs> yes, which is weird. because yeah, you're I'm a boy. Yeah, you're a boy and you're a gigantic boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have the producers and one of the stars of Hialeah the series. And if you guys haven't checked it out, A, we can't be friends. And be you'll check it out. Yeah, after what the hell are you waiting for? Yeah. Like seriously, I don't want to be Jennifer Love Hewitt, but what are you waiting for? We have Melissa Carcache and Javier Mayol with us here today. So welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Thank you for having us. So excited to be here. Yeah. Oh god, no, we're excited to have you. Like not gonna pretend that's not again fangirling. Yeah. As our listeners may know, you know we are we record some of our episodes here in Hialeah. That's why I said it's perfect that we've got you guys here as our last guest of 2018. So for those listeners who have not yet. And notice I say not yet, seen Hialeah, the series. Um, why don't you guys give them a little little overview of, of what it's all about? Ooh. Okay. You want to do it? All right. Uh, well, Hialeah <laughs> is, is basically the, the story of, uh, of um, this, this guy named Kay Greenberg who uh, has married uh, a Cubanita. <laughs> and they have, to come, uh, they have to move down to Miami for her. And it, it turns out that they have to live with her parents. So, uh, so it's basically it's a really fish out of water story uh, where we tr- just drop this uh, this this Chicago Jewish kid into into the middle of Hialeah, and uh, and the thing about it is that, that it, I'm, I mean I'm Puerto Rican I'm not Jewish but the the, sto- <laughs> the a lot of the story is basically me because I I didn't grow up in Hialeah I grew up in Puerto Rico I grew, I, I went to study in Orlando so when I came when I moved to Hialeah a couple of years ago that's when I started learning about the culture. So I brought in a lot of that, of that story. Okay. And, and then they, they, the, um, the, the uniqueness of Hialeah was brought in by Melissa and our, our director, uh, David Vargas. So, so that's yeah. why, that's where we are. That's the series. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Melissa, you're from Hialeah? Or? I'm born and raised in Hialeah. <laughs> All right. She says that very proudly, yeah. as she should. I'm yes. very, very proud of being from Hialeah. <laughs> 
Now, Melissa, you're one of the producers, but you're also the the leading lady mm -hmm. of the series as well. You play, I love the name. I love that her name is Mariposa. Mariposa. Oh, thank you. I love that her name is Butterfly. It's so random that I love it. Well, like, <laughs> I'll take I'll take also credit for that one. Cause that's <laughs> what, so you because you named that and me because I came up with that name. And yes. I'm, I'm very proud of that. So. And I always wondered why he came up with that name. Because yeah. I was like, Mari, yeah. it's like what you said. Yeah. It's like so random, but yet so beautiful. I'm like, but wait, but Mari, why Mariposa? Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, you know, the funny thing is I have a friend who's called uh, uh, Maria Teresa. And we call it Maritere. Uh, she's uh, she's most my neighbor. I still uh, my, was my neighbor till I moved. Mm -hmm. And I Maritere, and it was like a nickname. And I'm like, well, the Mari is Mary is okay. It's like kind of like an English name. And then all of a sudden, when 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 Kay realizes that her name is actually Mariposa, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and and it, it brings a definitely a, 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 a and I think I think we should touch on it in yeah. future episodes why Mariposa. So so stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> so, so obviously, being born and raised in Hialeah, we pretty much saw you. Mm -hmm. Like really, you in the Hialeah series. So yeah. how, how how much exactly of that was you did your was your father? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and your <laughs> honestly, the the father character was more like my mom. Like my yeah, mom really. was the one that was like tough on my boyfriends. Although I've really only had like two serious ones because right. like my. <laughs> the second one, which is the one I'm with now, we've been together for 13 years. Wow. Congrats. A long time. Thank you. High school sweethearts, I like to say. <laughs> um, and he's Dominican, so he's not white and Jewish. So this okay. was actually a very different thing for me to play. However, I do know a lot of people who have married or dated people who are not Hispanic. And I have right. seen these poor guys or even gals' faces when they meet the families. And they're just yeah. freaking out. They want to run to a corner and start crying. Because it's intense. Like it is. When you it come is. into a Cuban family or any Latino family, it's intense. It's it, intense. Yeah. It's funny because we actually say a lot of times, I mean, he, he his wife mm -hmm. is part of like our friend group. We've all known each other since middle school. Oh, awesome. But I always say when I would when I was dating somebody new or I would have a new boyfriend or whatever, it was always like, how intimidating is it going to be? Just because when you're when you're right. with people who you've known for your entire life, mm -hmm. there's shorthand, there's understandings, there's yeah, this one's a pain in the ass, but they, you know you kind of know each other, so that translates perfectly, I think, even yeah. more so to a family, and that you add culture to that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, the story is super accurate. I mean, that's just how oh, yeah, no, I'm no, sure no. you guys know this. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, at <laughs> even to the Ramos and Dio, like it's like such a special that was my meal. Oh god, <laughs> the food was so food. good. Yeah, oh, it looked good. It like, was well, it was, I mean, the what, what, who catered that? Um, I think it was who, who Palacio catered it, but not, it's a different one. Okay. It's not like the same one. Or it's not the who Palacio? It's not Palacio. the, it's like okay. another one. You know, they have like 50 of those yeah, all I know. over Hialeah and Miami. But you guys did have the Vicky Bakery. Oh, oh yes. of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a <laughs> yeah. staple, right? Yeah. So it's like yeah. if you live or have been to Hialeah, that's a staple. You have to go to Vicky. Oh, see, but I knew about Vicky Bakery even before I moved to Hialeah. <laughs> Did you really? Oh, yeah. So have you been in Hialeah now? Uh, 2014. So, oh, so you're a relatively newcomer. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So to our listeners who, you know, haven't been to Hialeah or maybe are not from <laughs> Miami or Florida, how would you explain Hialeah oh. to somebody who's never been to Florida, who has never heard of Hialeah, mm. how would you explain and describe that? Aside from the way oh. that the brother puts it. Which is like, you're not in Miami, yeah, Google, yeah, you're in Hialeah. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite oh, lines, you. by the way. Thank you again. Ooh, um, that's a really good question. You know, yeah, I, I have to think about it because I'm, I'm kind of like the, the person that, that showed I, up. I mean, it feels... Yeah. Honestly, like you're in a different country. I mean, it doesn't feel like America <laughs> the at all. The constitution doesn't apply here. It, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it does. Honestly, no, I mean, if if I had to put it, uh, it'd be getting dropped off in Puerto Rico, but there's no mountains. 
and right. and getting dropped off to like the the, the like the towns the the real real obviously if you go to San Juan the metropolitan area is all uh, right. but to getting dropped off into like the 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 rural Puerto Rico towns and and it got it has those these these uh these, these good bakeries these good food and you everything's have that everybody knows each other yeah. well everything's, everything's in Spanish, in Spanish. <laughs> like I noticed that the other day I was driving by and I was like what are the signs yeah. in Spanish <laughs> like. <laughs> The traffic is terrible. But it's fun and it's a very colorful city and there's like a lot of amazing people and so much culture. Like yeah, it's absolutely. insane. It just feels like it feels very rich in culture. Yeah, yeah. No, and I'm and I'm still I'm still I, I mean, coping? I've been here four years, but I'm still, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm still coping. No, but I, for the first time, I went to the Fourth of July for the highly mm-hmm. independence, uh, and and that was amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. I never, I never. Well, I went to the, the Washington D.C. one, but but <laughs> I've never experienced this kind of level of party for Fourth of July right. until this, till this Fourth yeah. of July. And my daughter, I, she's ten, and she was dancing where I had to tell her, "Oh, you're okay, close, close, calm down. <laughs> you're only 10. Uh, the music was great. The, uh, again, the people were great so so i'm still getting used to that that, yeah. that hialeah feeling and, and you're puerto rican imagine if you're jewish like yeah, and you're oh white and jewish from, of course you know um it's funny because i i've said this story on our podcast before i went to school in the midwest and i remember i would speak to my um friends up there about hialeah and it was very hard to describe because i'm like it's a microcosm of Miami, but it isn't because it's like totally different. Right. You know, when people think of Miami, they think South Beach and that whole culture. Right. And this is nothing like that. Right. Um, it was very hard to describe. And I'll never forget that one day in, um, in constitutional law. We wow. uh, we were, you know, obviously talk, you know, talking about Supreme Court cases. And all of a sudden, the city of Hialeah versus the Church of San Lazaro comes up in my constitutional <laughs> law class what? in Michigan. And I tell my classmates, what? I'm like, there you go. That's Hialeah. <laughs> and it was, a constitu- it, was a, it was about animal sacrificing right. and how, you know, is that animal cruelty or is that uh, religious Jesus. liberty? Right. And the city of Hialeah has shut this church down, you know, whatever, for that. And they took it to the Supreme Court. I'm like, look at little Hialeah, the Supreme <laughs> Court of the United States. And like, I, remember, I told my friends, I'm like, see, that's Hialeah. Mm. We ended up in the Supreme Court. That's amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a really big city and a lot of people yeah. live here. A lot of people don't realize how big it is. It's yeah. not like yeah. a small town. It's a legitimate city. But it feels like a small town right. yeah. in that it's like, to your point, everybody kind of knows each other. Yeah. Everybody, you know, no, go down to the corner and right. there's Pepe yeah. and he knows why, you know. And <laughs> every, 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 everybody has a guy. Everybody yeah. has yeah. a guy. Yeah. I got a guy. I got a guy. And you know what I think is amazing was I'm from Kendall but I opened up my office in Hialeah uh, mm-hmm. eight years ago and I had an aunt that lives still lives here in Hialeah but I other than that I really wouldn't come here a lot so we you're the Sawasera Cuban I am oh my god we're from Westchester oh you're so Sawasera oh my god yeah yeah, yeah we're Westchester I don't know we're not any better um, anyway and I remember that when I got off you know when I started my office here you know clients would call and they would be like It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Oh, how do I get to your office? And I'm like, bueno, toma el palmetto y se apea en la 103. Right. A la 49, I'm like, no, la 103. <laughs> A la 49, I'm like, no, es la 103. <laughs> because I didn't know that yeah. in Hialeah, one yeah. street has like three or four yeah, yeah. numbers yeah. and like three or four names. Yeah. It's so hard to get around. Compasses it's, it's, are different in Hialeah. Yeah. 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 The rest of Miami, it's southwest, northwest. Right. Yeah. No, here is east, west, west. Yeah. And that's it. That's right. Yeah. Like, I don't care where you're going. You're either going east or west. I don't care if you're going south <laughs> or right. north. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So now that yeah. we've talked about the craziness of Hialeah, <laughs> you know, in, in creating the series, you guys could have gone a million different ways. Yeah. What you was know? the germ of the series? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, how did oh, it start? The story? Like, how did the yeah. story come Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, well, the first thing that happened, the first thing that happened was uh, Mel- uh, Melissa and David ran into each other on an airplane coming back yeah, from randomly. L.A. Yeah, Yeah, and uh, and they were talking about they wanted to do something. I'm assuming you knew each other before? Yeah, we went oh, okay. to high school together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, they, and David and I had just finished uh, doing our, our first feature, uh, Love and Hostages, available on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> plug everything. Oh, of course. I got to plug, plug it. Plug away. Uh, yeah. iTunes, Google Play, yeah. uh, uh, Roku, wherever you want to go, love and hostages. Well, we so we wanted to do our next project, and and he, he calls me up when he gets back to Miami. He's like, hey, I ran into I ran into this uh, girl that, that I went to high school with. Her name's Melissa, and she wants to do a show um, because she ha- you, you you figure you have this time this like open window yeah. that we wanted to, that, that she could do right. a show. So I had told him like I, I told David David had just done this video that went viral uh, about the the night the the Castro died. Mm-hmm. He got up at three o'clock in the morning, I think it was, and went to Calle Ocho and, and was recording and everybody. Uh, it was a great video, and if, if you're on, if you're on YouTube, go check it out because it's a, it's an amazing <laughs> video. And and he had told me it's like we need to make a show that speaks to the Hispanic community because there is there is a good core group of fans that really want to see a show like this. Absolutely. And then I and I and I always had this idea about this fish out of water because I had to move in with my in laws for for a couple of years. Oh. So so a lot of that story that having to move obviously I knew my in laws at that point but but still having to to live with with your family. But twenty four seven, it does it does create a lot of comedy. So so we so I had this uh, core idea of, of the story, and and then of course David and Melissa brought the genuine Hialeah experience because then right. they you know they said well perfect let's set it in Hialeah it's a, it's a, it's going to get a good group of people that are they're going to watch the show because they're they're hungry for a mm-hmm. show like this. Yeah. I I can agree. Yeah. I I I'm that guy who like I watch stuff, right. but when it it doesn't have to necessarily. Be you know about Hialeah or Kendall or whatever. 
but you can you can smell authenticity. Right. Yeah, I think that that's what set your series apart From a mile away was that you could tell it was done by people that really know the culture here and really love know the it. lingo. They appreciate it. Because you would have if if not you would have ended up with another web series in South Beach on Lincoln, you know, Lincoln Road or yeah. on on uh, you know, skating down Ocean Drive, you know, whatever. And and the fact that you really put micro um, Hialeah under like a microscope. Like yeah. that is what life here is. Right. And and that's yeah, great. And that, and that's great because I mean, when you think about it, season 1, we didn't go that many places because our uh, you know, we had a budget constraint and we wanted to do we, well, we wanted, had no budget. Really. Well, well, that's that is that's a constraint. A constraint. <laughs> yeah, that's a major that's constraint. So, so okay, but I'm gonna say you can't tell. Oh, no, no, no. Well, the production value is amazing. I mean, well, that's all really credited to you and David because they're just. They, really, I, I mean, like, I gotta, I gotta say because I, I'm, I, I helped him edit the thing, but when it comes to the look and the color, I mean, uh, David uh, spent nights color correcting yeah. and the cinematography. He's amazing. Uh, he, it looks he, beautiful. Yeah, so I mean, you're like, but no, but you use their again very authentic pieces that being from Hialeah you would know like I love that you use the official Hialeah font like yes. yeah, yeah. The, the pink one I, I mean yeah. small that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't even notice if yeah. you're from somebody else but like if you're from Hialeah you yeah. know that font right. and I love the part of your I imagine it's your kinks yes, with this bar mitzvah yeah. and all that like that's yeah. all real it, yeah. it was content. Per- yeah. it, I mean it's perfect mm-hmm. and we were actually we were talking before you guys got here I'm like and the song Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, my bottle. My it's like that's an earworm. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was singing that song. <laughs> King Bombo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Palo. Great, yes. great band. Palo's I've seen band. them live now three times, I think. And yeah, I've, I've actually been trying to get them on the show. Oh, okay. We can't coordinate oh. schedules. That's the only reason that they haven't uh, been on uh, yet. Uh, I was like, well, we know somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. We'll talk later. We'll yeah. talk later. That's right. that's, uh, now, did you because I feel that every time that you know you have a show or a premise where somebody of a different culture is coming into your culture. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to make um, a caricature of that person and mm-hmm. go with very, very like obvious stereotypes. Were those some of your challenges? You know, like here, like a white Jewish guy coming into a Cuban family. Were those some of your challenges in terms that you wanted to keep it like real but without being also ridiculous? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, uh, obviously, we're gonna have to hit on some stereotypes. That, that's just the way the way the way it works. But uh, the idea is to to make him grow, um, not just because he's Jewish, just because he's he's learning to cope with where he is. I, I, it doesn't have to be the culture. It's just. I mean, it's the 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 shock factor when he arrives is there. We know it, Um, but but the character the character needs to be its own person. It can't be just stereotypes because if not, then people are gonna go. Well, why am I watching? I've seen this a hundred times. You know, it's it, and that's the great thing about Jordan Wall, who plays K. I mean. He he didn't he wasn't only, he was acting and he did a great job but a lot of the times he told David that I have no idea what's going on yeah. that's perfect he genuinely didn't speak genuinely Spanish. no he doesn't no, speak Spanish so when they're yelling at him and the knife is flying all around he's yeah. like, uh, abuela uh, that's you know, like Marta, Marta like flying the, the knife around by the way can we talk about Marta Velasco for a minute I mean legend Mar- yes legend. I I grew up watching her on Sabado Gigante mm-hmm. with Neto Cabel remember that yep. she used to do the whole family Skip, yep. and she was also in Que Pasa USA in that very famous best you know, episode, oh episode the funeral. The funeral one. Yes, yeah. epic. <laughs> yeah. epic. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, he looks like Tutankhamen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, we uh, no, I mean to to have Marta and Marcos, uh, two two yeah. great local talents that have do, been doing theater and, and production mm-hmm. all their lives. I mean, they that again authenticity. 
And 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 it was funny because one of the one of the, the only I mean, we see so many positive comments and so many uh, great things that we hear from from people who watch the show. And, and and obviously you, you get kind of stuck in this bubble. It's like, oh my god, it's so great. But you, you want to hear some. Uh, okay, tell me what I'm doing wrong. I want to, uh, you know, you learn from. And we get this. The the one that's really funny is someone actually mentions like, you know, I don't believe it because all these people they don't speak they they don't speak Miami. They don't speak that they're from Miami. I'm like. I, I wanted to write back because it's one of those things where you're like, wait a minute, they're all locals from Miami. Yeah. Yeah. Was this by someone who lives in Miami or uh, who thinks they know what Miami is? Well, he said he lived in Miami, but sure. uh, but it was funny to me because I'm like, the, the authenticity of our show was was at the forefront of well, what we wanted to do. that was big to us. That was a yeah. huge yeah. priority, especially the Cuban accent is very, yeah. very specific. Yes. Yeah. Especially when you speak Spanish, it's super specific. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when I, I literally to get Marta Velasco, okay, I went down to Little Havana and I knocked out in the theater doors because I grew up watching her in the theater oh, and with wow. my grandma and, and watching her plays. So finally somebody gave me her number. I called her and basically had to convince her to do our show. She was like, yes, but I won't do it unless Markles plays my husband. And I was like, done deal. I was like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have to sell me on that. <laughs> But it's it's so fantastic for us to get a cast that, like how you said, we're from Miami. Yeah. Except for Jordan. Well, Jordan's from Florida, right? Central Florida? Yeah, I think so. Or something like that. Close but, enough. Yeah. But everybody's from here. Everybody's Cuban. Yeah. That yeah. was our yeah. major, that was our number well, one priority. Well, not only the Cuban accent, but um, I forgot her, the character thing, your sister. Oh, La um... Natalia. Which means she did a good job. Yeah. I mean, she's from Miami. Because yeah. her Miami accent. Oh, because yeah. let's talk about the Miami accent. I didn't know I had a Miami accent until I left Miami. Same. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. And what happens with the Miami accent, that it's not like a New York accent or a, like a Southern accent or like a Valley accent. Yeah. People don't know where it's from. They, they can't place it. So they, they look at you know kind of like... it's Latino, though. Yeah, but not yeah. necessarily Miami. So right. then you have to exactly. get into like a whole... The first thing they ask you is, where are you from? Yeah. And they yes. expect you to say somewhere in South America. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's true. Somewhere in it's, South America. Somewhere in South America. Like, if I was to say Bolivia, they'd be like, okay, got yeah, it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But I was like in shock. I'm like, but wait, don't I sound like everybody else? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. So I thought like, that even yeah. her, like, yeah. she... I mean, she's from Miami, but the Miami accent was on point yeah. well with what you guys were saying of authenticity i actually made some notes here when i was watching because it's like the small little like tiny little details like the the comment of the sidra oh we don't have champagne oh, let's yeah. drink sidra yeah. that's such a common place in like hispanic households or in cuban households mm-hmm. like you know we have sidra and kids can drink sidra yeah, yeah. i remember exactly. as a kid yeah, I used yeah. to drink... for those listeners who don't know it's cider but it's like a hard cider <laughs> it's like a hard cider yeah. yeah well when you say hard cider it sounds like we're giving people smirnoff yeah the kids can have sidra so what if it has alcohol it's okay does sidra have alcohol forget the forget the fireworks very little, right? Very little, okay. but I it does have I mean, alcohol. I thought it didn't. It does yeah. have alcohol. We're all and, getting drunk at like 10. <laughs> yeah. And I love how um, they made references. <laughs> there was pictured there, like the classic Jesus. Oh, like, so, fun, yeah. so these were real Hialeah homes, guys. Like yeah, legit. Yeah. So that's why those pictures were really there. Not because we are set design or anybody put it. It was already yeah. there. So it's like perfect. How yeah, did yeah. you find the houses? So perfectly. Oh, oh <laughs> like, my gosh. So my dad's uncle's house, okay. which it was so embarrassing to even ask because his wife had literally just had open heart surgery, but she wanted to even like distract her mind. They thought we were coming in with an iPhone. They saw all this like <laughs> camera and lights are like, what is happening? Yeah. So we shot all the dining room and all that was there. 
at her at their house, David's mom's house. Yeah, the back the backyard is all David's mm-hmm. mom's house. Wait, but that's not the same house. No, no. we used three different three houses. Three different houses. Yeah. yeah. So and the yeah. happy scene now, you know. But yeah, I, I, I thought it was the same again. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to you guys on the production value. Yeah, Thank it was you. the same house. I mean, uh, and that's just, that's just, mm-hmm. I think that was uh, the same amount we used for for Love and Hostage. Oh, yeah. It's like four four houses for one house, but it's just the way you have to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I, I don't think, and I don't think that Jesus painting was even in my script. I think we just looked no. out on that. Well, you know, we got really no, there was for coincidence. The, the moment not. the moment they showed up, it was like, okay, well, I mean, come on, we have to we have to do something with yeah. this, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's it. it worked out pretty well. Yeah. Now, what was the idea or where did it come from? Because I thought this was, like, really neat how each episode starts off with, like, the different Cubans, like, yes. old school Cubans, mm-hmm. you know, details about like, Cuba and their yeah, experience. And I thought that that was... It was really pretty. It, it, I thought it was, like, a little bit more serious and more yeah. somber even sentimental sentimental yeah. part and then we get into like the craziness of the series was that what you guys were going for or is it just what it, how it came out like how did that develop no that was uh that was, da- that was david Steve. yeah david had the idea of uh because we you know we had we wanted to tell a story and i think who who better to tell a story than the people who lived through it um and then you know we one of my favorite movies growing up was when harry met sally mine too and then you know that there that interview and it made it so genuine mm-hmm. that uh that w- when david mentioned that we were like we were all on board because that that did really elevated the the production value because because we we interviewed these people who really went through it and i, I mean i'm hoping that that we interview new people for for another season and, and well, i think get bigger it gives it that heart you know like the actual heartbeat to the show is that because yeah. it's the real voices of the yeah. real people right. and not mm-hmm. characters yeah, and right. that to me that was a nice surprise when we when yeah. we did that it's one of my favorites i actually yeah. thought one of them is David's grandfather, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Who's yeah. actually David was supposed to be here today, but it's his grandfather's birthday. So. Yeah. 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 Happy Happy birthday. Yeah. I actually thought that was perfect because it was a nice balance. Yeah. You know, it was a nice balance before yeah, you know, as I said, like the craziness of the action because you could have just started with the you show. didn't have to have that. Yeah. Um and it was it was a perfect balance because I think it gave it gave I think it works both ways. For the people who are Cuban or are from South Florida, it gives them that heart. Right, yeah. you know, it's like okay, these people are telling their story. Now we see the kind of the funny side to it. Yeah. But to people who maybe are not familiar, it gives it a little bit of like more of a context, mm-hmm. correct? A historical context. Yeah, so, I mean, because mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know what Rabo was. I mean, I, and I've, really? I've been in Miami for for almost ten years now, and uh, and I never know what Rabo was till, till but we started do, doing. Do Puerto Re- I mean, Puerto Ricans probably eat that, but maybe a different. Yeah, I, I mean, we we uh, we know more of the Austin kind of the right. way the yeah. way Kay describes it than yeah. and that. But yeah, oh, because yeah. I always say we we have fufu de plata and you guys have what is it mofongo mofongo yeah. and it's like yeah. the same thing uh, you know the papa and all that stuff yeah and, we, and, and but we still have the lechon we just yeah. we just yeah. I don't th- I don't think we cook it the yeah. way you Puerto Ricans it. no, pastelon is, is not a cake it's um es un tamal, no, no pastelon it's e, like a meat yeah yeah it's, a, it's, a, it's like a meat pie kind yeah, of deal. oh wait yeah. you make that too Dominicans do yeah. So we have Cubans, we right. have Ufu, yeah. they have Mofongo, and Mofongo. Dominicans have, have Mango. Mango. Right. Mango. Yeah. But yeah. they also have Patelon. Yes. But yeah. con el Maduro, to, um, el verde is done in Mango. Yeah. Yeah. I know this after 13 years of dating a Dominican. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. 
so yeah, so the fan, the family, uh, the, 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 the that generation that 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 speaks in the beginning. I mean, we we really wanted to create that because because they put you it puts you into the show. I mean, it basically explains yeah. what the show's about. So we're kind of giving we're kind of giving the recap of what's going to happen uh, when they talk about the Rabo and they talk about Chichong and they're mm-hmm. talking about the uh, um, the what what's the um, Oh, I blank. I blank. Yeah, the ra- oh, yeah. That's the I best mean, title, Chichong, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I love that he explains the definition of Chichong is with the word cocotazo. Cocotazo. <laughs> I was like, do you know what a cocotazo, cocotazo is? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, I'm very proud of the cha- that chancleta when he's running yes. around with the chancleta. That's, uh, I mean, I had that um, uh, from my from my grandmother. So yeah. 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 Well, we can't talk about the series without talking about Daniel Le- uh, Leiva. You know, oh, Olympian. Olympian. Yeah. Olympian we have an yeah. Olympian on the That's show. Right. How, how did that happen? How did that come about? Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that one's uh, we actually uh, one of our actresses from from our previous film. Uh, she knew Danelle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Roxy Sheena, Sheena Colette. And yeah, and then, him too, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So there were a couple of connections. From MBC to, Six. Roxy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that uh, has to be David's, David's sister. sister. Too. That's oh. right. Yeah. yeah. She's Vargas. Well, okay. There's so many Vargas. <laughs> yeah. 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 That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah that's true. We have a friend I'm Vargas. Sh- I'm sure she'll. Ma- well, we got a, a cameo of her in uh, in Love and Hostages. I'm hoping we can get a cameo of her in the High sometime somewhere on the future. Yeah. Nice. So, Roxanne, if you're listening, you're you're uh, you're up to bat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Danielle came in and and you know he was very eager to do it. He you know he wants to get into he wants to do a lot of acting and he's mm-hmm. he's been after the show. I think ours was the first thing he actually did. It was. And so was Noel uh, Miraval, who plays my brother. His yeah. first project was Hialeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are very good at finding talent. Yes. I, I, will, I, I will take credit for that. Yeah, so you. Yes. Like, you know what I loved about the brother kind of storyline? I loved because that's something that we've talked about here on the podcast before. Because uh, something we've mentioned before is that, like, one time I, I said this story. I had, um, I, I was among some girlfriends and... They, you know, they were white. They weren't Hispanic, and they were talking about some guy they liked who was like 25, and he lived at home with his parents. And she was like, "What a loser!" And I was like, "But that's what Cubans do. You <laughs> live at home until you get married, exactly. or well, no, maybe until you're like 45. Then it's like, okay, I gotta move out. But yeah. at 25, yeah. And I loved, I loved the again little details that when Kay says like." How old is your brother? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, they all live house. in their childhood yeah. room. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. They uh, don't update the room. Why? I don't understand that. And that they called him also like what was his name? Um the character's name yeah, of your brother. brother. Oh, um, Joelito. 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 Yeah. They call him Joel because yeah. Elito is always the guy, the boy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, the boy. I'm almost forty and I'm still eating my Elito. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's uh, like again yeah. small, small little details. Again, I, I feel that that's the type of thing that unless you're from there, you can't you don't you can't write. I, I mean, yeah. somebody who's not yeah. Yeah. Ex- yeah, somebody who doesn't know this experience can't can't write it because. Yeah. You know, Joelito, like, of course. El Nino. El Nino, que es un hombrón, you know. El Nino. Which uh, I think at one point, the abuela. (laughs) I will say, the only critique I have, and this is actually a good critique, but it's a critique nonetheless, is the the, the actress, and I apologize for not knowing her name, who played your mother. Oh, Christina Figueroa. Okay, she was so beautiful. She almost looked like your sister. Yeah, I know. She's gorgeous. Like, she doesn't look old enough to have birthed you, much less three kids. kids. So, fun fact, my mom gets that all the time. My mom is... I I don't want to say her age, but, you know... She's mother age. She's mother age, and people think she's my sister. 
Okay. So right. that's like a legit thing, which funny, I didn't know that you guys wrote, I mean, I, I'm not sure if David knew that, but my mom's real name is Lourdes, and her <laughs> name is Lourdes on the show. Yeah. So when I read the script, I was like, that's weird. I, mean, that I, don't, I, don't, know, I don't know how the Lord, name Lourdes came up. I'm yeah, pretty I sure know, I was that's trying that's to figure my, out. My, my, was great. Critique, my, my, my only critique, which is a big critique, is that I wanted more. Like, I when know. It was yes. over, I know. I was like, I was like, wait, there's not other, there's not episode seven. I, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, but what happens to Kay? I, 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 I wish I, I yeah, every every time I heard a comment on Facebook, like, it's like it all, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, yeah I know I know it, it, the the yeah a spoiler alert the idea was to start the the season right as he wakes up in the hospital no, uh, but the you know that was that was the one thing every time I uh, someone commented it's like oh I wish it was longer I wish there were more episodes I'm like yes us too we really want to make <laughs> yeah. more but it was seven episodes six six six, six, six. six. so so basically I mean the 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 whole storyline could be one long episode i mean it's a little over the 30 minute thing but but it it comes around in circles um, well i'm not going to spoil how it ends but it it, there's a, it it comes around full circle from the beginning to end. but it's perfect i mean because nowadays everybody you know and i hate this phrase because i sound like such a media whore but it's like you know <laughs> snackable content yeah. yeah that's what everybody wants and it's, and it's perfect it's like a botelito you yeah. know yes. like you, know, you, you you can have it's like what about four or five seven minutes i think is the longest the one. longest one i think is nine minutes which yeah. i think it was episode four my mm-hmm. favorite I think episode 4 is still my favorite is your personally. favorite yeah. yeah and it's perfect because yeah. it almost is it, it demonstrates that you don't have to have bloat mm-hmm. to get a project yeah. and have it resonate and have it just be honest mm-hmm. you know you don't need something that's 18 episodes long an hour each yeah, yeah. you guys managed to encapsulate everything perfectly in a little over half an hour well the, the one million dollar question is there going to be a season two mm-hmm. yes yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. And, of course yes. and yeah. do we get a cameo that's Ooh. that's the real question. That's the million dollar and two. We both done theater. I yeah. love you so funny. Yeah. Both theater. We can write. What? Listen, we yeah. have the power to write yeah, that that's in. That's right. That's right. I, I got an in with a writer. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, seriously, I don't we need both done theater. Yeah. I, I'll just stand in the background and wave. <laughs> well, I mean, and the great thing the great thing about our show is that I mean we we discussed pretty much like three seasons worth already oh, wow. about what we yeah. want to do. I mean, and we can, and we, uh, it, I guess it all depends on how everything works out, but I mean, it could be six episodes more, it could be 12 episodes, um, it could be 10 minutes, it could be 15, uh, you know, a 22 minute show. It just, it all depends. We we have plans for everything. No, I'm not kidding. I totally wanted to know what happens with these characters. Like, when it was over, I was like, okay, but there's so much more I want to know. Yeah, <laughs> I, and there's so much we, we wanted to tell you. I mean, absolutely. I mean, we never even meet Natalia's husband, and we wanted, and in the original script, yeah. Natalia's husband was was also part of the show. I love, I love when she says photographer. He's like, no, but what's his real job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Rene was, uh, Rene Lavan, who plays mm-hmm. the father, is great. And uh, and it's funny enough is that now it feels like I'm connected to him because every time I turn the TV on now during the holidays, Rene Lavan on Chris, uh, oh. Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, it was on last night. Yeah, it was on last night. I played it on. I was like, oh, <laughs> wait a minute. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the entire cast was is amazing. So, what is some of the feedback you guys have gotten? Because I imagine that like people must have loved this. No, of course. I mean, honestly, it, everything was positive. Yeah, which is so rare because especially on YouTube. <laughs> especially on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I don't think honestly I can count on my hands 
maybe a few negative oh my comments, yeah, but that happens, you know? Yeah, like, happen. Everything was so positive. Yeah, no, I mean... I was I, just like this, like, enjoying all the comments, just scrolling, like, the, yes. I, I think, I mean, the, the consensus of the negative was that it was too short and too mm-hmm. too little episode. They wanted more. And, that's and, a positive negative. No, of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, and I think, I, I, and I think that's that's great, and that's what's hoping, that, hoping that... Uh, that will help us get more episodes because if people want to see the show then then i think i think people out there who have the the uh, the ability to help us make the show will will step forward and and be able to uh to help us out because we do want to do highly a season two i already have i have plans to uh, marketing purposes and and storylines oh no i'm 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 ready, to, ready go. to go that's he, right he looks like a man who has storyboards ready oh, oh yeah. yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> too too many in the, in the old noggin, like like an ankle So I know you guys have your own production companies. So yeah. tell us a little bit each of, uh, about that. Sure, yeah. go ahead. All right, uh, yeah, I started uh, Phoenix Fire Films uh, back in the early two thousands, just trying to get some products off the ground. Uh, and and finally, we got uh, we got Love and Hostages uh, with with David Vargas, his company Penelican Pictures. And and now you know with Hialeah and and I'm working uh, with David again uh, to with this animation uh, project called Adopted by Aliens, which uh, which right now we have a, an Indiegogo campaign going on. Nice. Uh, so so that's an animation. So it's a completely different genre. The great thing is that I like to write different genres. So I I could do comedy. I can do drama. I I I just want to tell good stories. So if it's, if it comes out that it's a comedy, then okay, well make it work. If it's animation. You know that's great, and, yeah. yeah, and that's so. Hopefully, you know the Hialeah has has really between Love and Hostage and Hialeah. I think I think people are starting to know. Okay, this this guy has ideas. So <laughs> and, and the same thing with David. I mean his yeah. his cinematography, his direction. You know, that's I'm I'm hoping good. there's that the future holds good things. I, for I mean, both again, of them. we told you I can't compliment the production enough. Seriously, no, of course. And uh, if David was here, he'd be uh, showering praises back. Because sure. I mean, yeah. I, it's like the intro seems like something you would see in like, you know, uh, network television or, or whatever. I mean, it, it was it, it was amazing. It's very reminiscent of the opening of the, the Netflix One Day at a Time. Yeah, and, it, and it's yes. in, in that it uses actual footage, and mm-hmm. it's very perfect. You know, again, very professional conveys that nostalgia feel, and so right. again, yeah. that's high praise. It's you know, no, of course, and and, and you guys don't have Netflix dollars. Yeah, I know. Right. I know. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I uh, I've, I've been working in in the entertainment business, not not only my production company, but since since two thousand and three was my first uh, film. I uh, uh, I worked in the editing department on on the Punisher, the John Travolta one. Oh, so, wow. yeah. yeah, so uh, so I learned. I, I mean, I I, I can kind of get a feel of of how we need to market in the, as far as trailers and how to tell a story pacing wise because because a lot of the problems that that a lot of movies and shows have is that you know they they leave in a lot that doesn't need to be there. And I think I think between David and I, we're both editors. If he catches something that I miss, and I'm, I catch something that he misses, and I think that's why at the end of the day, you got a really good compact story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we and we like fresh ideas. We like you know the the interviews, the the opening sequence, and and the way you know everything ties in together. Um, that was really big on, uh, for us in Love and Hostages because they needed to tie in together. So we, we kind of transfer that to Hialeah where, where these stories, they're going to pay off. Some little things that were said were already a little hints on what's going to happen. So, 100%. And then yeah. your company? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll move it a little over here. So, yeah. <laughs> so my company is, uh, is called Ramdam Productions. And it's actually, my mom came up with that name. It's the first three letters of both of my dog's names, Romeo oh. and Donatella. <laughs> So 
I was like, we're just going to keep round on. Plus, I wanted it to kind of be gender neutral. It could have okay. easily been like girly productions. But um, And my first project was actually in 2010, and it was a reality show based off of my family. And right when we were going to go to networks, um, so I sold the show. We were going to go to networks, and my parents backed out. And so I was very disappointed because I worked like over uh, I'm close just a, to two years. I'm in shock that you got Cuban parents to agree to be on reality TV. Well, <laughs> until, they fi- well until they found out there was, could be a possibility <laughs> we'll be on, on the air. And then they were like, we're not doing this. Um, and I was so sad because I worked so hard to get this, this deal done. I was like 20. Two, I don't know, 21, 22 years oh. old when that happened. Then I got Every Which Way. It was a Nickelodeon show. I was on yep. that for four years. And uh, I abandoned my company. So <laughs> that's, you know, I had no time for it. So when the show ended, I was like, I got to do something. And I wanted to make something like a Que Pasi USA, but not Que Pasi USA. Okay. And then that's where this whole mm-hmm. happened uh, with Hialeah. And that's kind of been my baby for quite some time. And um, now I'm developing another docu-series. There's a little bit more serious. It's mm-hmm. not so much reality. So um, I'm just having fun. And I'm enjoying it. But Hialeah's our baby right I'm now. I'm going to give you a, a, a very big compliment. Because, and I, this is something that I've said this on the show. Que Pasa USA was very special and very accurate because it perfectly captured a place in time. Because Que Pasa USA isn't so relevant now. Right. But it perfectly captured Miami in the 70s and 80s and the Cuban experience. And to me, that has always been like the holy grail in terms of can any show reach that level of authenticity? And most shows, I think, have failed. Um, One Day at a Time, which I'm sure you guys have seen, mm-hmm. I think comes close, but I don't, as, as, as much authenticity as they put in there, it is not produced in Miami by people from Miami, by Cubans or Puerto Ricans mm-hmm. or people that know the story First, 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 first hand, like everybody involved. Yeah. And although, I, again, it comes very close, it doesn't have the level of authenticity that you guys have. <laughs> I felt watching your show that you weren't Que Pasa USA territory. Wow, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's a well, very, that's very big compliment. <laughs> because I saw in that show, in those six webisodes, I saw my daily life here in Hialeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And this is like an office. Like, yeah. I, I saw that in that show, the nuances, like, the details, the, the the stuff that I think that if you're with a big team of writers and stuff may be left out or for political reasons not put in and yeah. all that, right. I saw that in that show. Yeah. Right. Like, it felt like I was watching my family. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Thank great. That's so how, much. That's, that's, that's an amazing that's praise for the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the things I remember was... Um, I think it was like a couple of weeks ago when when I think Que Pasa USA their their page actually liked some of our stuff. Yeah, and I I, saw that's that. when that's when I oh, oh, okay <laughs> all right yeah. Uh, arrived. Yeah, because <laughs> it's very hard to cap. What's the saying? Cap uh, capture lightning in a bottle. Yeah, right. that's very hard. Right. And again, your series. It's the closest I've seen to that. It's, yeah. It it really felt like yeah, I was watching my family, like my people. I'm like, look at that. Well, I don't see that. Like that's yeah. that, that's the story of my life. My dad would never knock the on, the, on my bedroom when mm-hmm. I would see sick. You know, that's a, that's the type of stuff that we always talk about, like growing up Hispanic. When you would see all these sitcoms of the parents knocking in, yeah. knocking. Um, Tim, may I come into your room? I'm yeah. like, what? Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. my parents would barge in. <laughs> yes. Whatever was going on. There yeah. didn't matter. Yep. You don't knock on doors. It's not me, Casa. In a Hispanic household. Yeah. Yep. Get yeah. knocked on 
knock on doors get knock on doors, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and it's great. I wish, uh, there, um, and there were so many, and especially in that scene with Christina where she walked in, she did like three different variations of that line. Oh, but she was so brilliant with her oh my improv, God. It's, though. It's, like, she improved a oh, lot. Oh, yeah. improved? Yeah, yeah, a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of the stuff, and, and that's the great thing about it is that, you know, we, we write the script, but, but at the end of the day, you know, they, they bring that, that level of authenticity mm-hmm. that, that, that we bring as creators yeah. because that's, that's a great thing. And that's what you mean, catching lightning in the bottle. It's not just the writers, not just the, the story, it's the actors. I mean, Friends, if, like the show Friends, it's not Friends with anybody else but those six people right. because right. it's right. just it just mesh. And I'm hoping that ours, ours mesh the same way. Uh, and the funny thing, we we talk about how this is kind of like Modern Family meets Que Pasa USA and the way it's shot and, and, and kind of like realistic kind of look. Um, uh, we And the interviews, even though it's a little different, but but we like that level of, 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 pro, of production because it does make it feel different. It makes it feel unique and, and, and different. And so uh, so we're, so we're, we're uh, definitely um, looking forward to more. I mean, yeah, congratulations. I mean, you guys yeah. really... Seriously. really nailed it and, and and a big thank you yeah thank yeah. you for capturing you know <laughs> our culture our city our community you know spot on because so many times that's not the case yeah, no. <laughs> yeah it could have gone very very differently and wrong if very it was cartoony very cartoony yeah. very um what is it stereotype super yeah. you could have used yeah. the words like caliente yeah. and yeah. like fiesta yeah. things <laughs> that we don't we don't say those things yeah. here <laughs> yeah no we we're very we're very lucky to to be working together have the cast that we do and live in this amazing city so it's amazing we're excited as you should be and again Hialeah the series six episodes you guys can catch it on YouTube on Facebook Mm -hmm. on our website the website there's an Instagram page I'll send you a link if you can't find it just <laughs> drop us an email i mean it's it's so fantastic and so worth watching and i cannot thank you both enough for being here today with thank us you. no thank, thank you for you having so us yeah, thank you it was, it was awesome yeah, thank awesome. you for the hooping and we have to live up to our motto yeah. we're, we're gonna have the people from hialeah the series and not have like <laughs> and come on yeah amazing thank you so much okay now wasn't that interview absolutely fantastic it's awesome like we're gonna go hang out with them now. I want to hang out with them again. Like actually, and we want to hang out with not just Javi and Melissa, but also with Dave as yeah. well. Like we got every gotta every time on. we have a guest, we love a guest, <laughs> and we say this is our favorite guest ever. And it's like with them, I'm like, you're our favorite guest ever. We're such a cliche. I mean, I mean, everybody obviously has taken time to sit with us. Has been beyond awesome. But I mean, I just felt with them that it's like, oh my god, like we totally know each other. Like we I, go back. I felt we go back like babies and pacifiers. I, like. Mariah was there? Mira. <laughs> so, and actually, actually, yes. I thought they were a great last interview for the year and That's for season true. one. Because the next next episode is just you and me, baby. Just you and me against the music. Well, not against the music, but we are going to have a, pero let me tell you, holiday edition. Yes, yes. We're, we're going to talk end the all, year. all things holiday and New Year's and all that stuff. So get your 12 grapes ready. <laughs> Don't start yet. And then, as Ish said, you know, we're going to take a little, a, a little hiatus of like two, two weeks. three weeks or whatever. Yeah. Um, Para la yes, yes. Because, you know, you guys need a break too. And, you know, during the holidays, let's be honest, during the holidays, nobody talk, has. Talk a, to your family. Don't listen to us. Yeah, but nobody has a regular schedule. Everything's like a little off. Yeah. And, and you're going to be um, traveling as well. You're so. going to be, I'm going to be traveling. Yeah, the whole shabam. So we're going to come. 
nice and refreshed and ready for season two. Yes, we're going to come in wearing sashes and diapers like Baby New Year. Okay, I don't know about that, but anyway, <laughs> are we thirsty? We are thirsty. So it's soda time, people. That's right, kids. So, so in keeping uh, with our now tradition. Our tradition of to give our last sodas to yeah, charitable organizations. I'm giving my last, well, I kind of like took the reins on this and uh, <laughs> like said, I'm going first, but I'm giving <laughs> Why stop now to the Fallen Patriots Fund. Oh, okay. So the Fallen Patriots Fund is just that. It's uh, a fund that was um, created uh, for children whose uh, parent mm-hmm. uh, or parents were, um, you know, killed in war or killed in combat oh, um, and are veterans. Uh, for the children, it um, it's a college uh, fund. So oh, this okay, foundation okay. ensures that these kids um, have their college paid for. And, you know, that's, I mean, we don't need to go into detail as to how expensive school is now. Um, no, casi no. And que embarque it is to take out student loans, which I will owe for the rest of my life. Thank you very much. But, um, you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, all the, th- you know, with everything that a family that loses somebody mm-hmm. in combat or, uh, you know, loses one of our soldiers, you know, a, a fallen soldier, um, as terrible as that is and everything they have to deal with both physically and emotionally and financially, it's good to know that at least this will be taken care of so that is my last soda well that's a great last soda um i'm actually going to um give my last soda kind of it's it's a bittersweet soda um i'm actually going to bring attention to an organization that we worked with or that we we not we didn't work with but we highlighted um earlier in the year amigos for kids yes (laughs) And for those of you who listened to the episode, Amigos for Kids is an organization here in South Florida whose sole goal is, um, as as the late Rosa Maria Plasencia was, was always saying, you know, there's no excuse for child abuse. It was about raising awareness and education about how to prevent child abuse and, and providing resources for parents and, you know, just a fantastic organization. And actually, so not only am I bringing attention to Amigos for Kids, which you can go to their website amigosforkids.org and you can make a donation but this Saturday December 16th they are actually doing their annual holiday toy drive from 9am to 3pm in several locations throughout South Florida so if you are in the area um, I encourage you to go to their website they do have a list of things and toys that they're looking for um, for various age groups and, and genders and if you can make it out and you know just do a drop off I mean it's the city of Miami police departments all across South Florida uh, El Dorado Furniture, La Carreta on A Street a lot of places have a drop off point if you can't, I strongly encourage you to visit their website and you know maybe make a small donation because again they are non for profit and they do fantastic work. Well, that was very nice, and you know obviously Amigos for Kids holds a special place in our heart. Absolutely, um, Rosa Maria Plasencia, may God bless her soul that she yeah. was an amazing woman. It's, it's no exaggeration to say she's doing God's work. Who's yeah, exactly who has left a, a wonderful legacy, and you know her passing was so. You know, it, it was to so unexpected. Is yeah, is an understatement, and um, yeah. you know, as we said here before, she was one of the f- um, not f- first people that really gave our podcast a chance. And she, <laughs> you know, you did a great interview with her um, earlier in the year, and she was kind enough to invite us over to their fundraiser, which yeah. here in Miami, it's one of the biggest social events of the year. And there we were with 
press, you know, yeah. with distinguished press. Yeah. Um, and, and that was because of her. Our little so, dog and pony show. Yes. Yeah. So we have a lot to thank her. And Amigos for Kids mm-hmm. holds a special place in our heart and in our podcast. So, you know, uh, that's a nice Coke for, for them. So, um, well, everybody keep fighting the holiday, the holidays. Yes, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're almost there. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but I, I know. Ahora son los días rico. You know what I mean? That it's close, but. I hope so. Yeah, you know, it's like... I, not, I hope so, because work is a pain in the ass. <laughs> so, anyway. As always, we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your jupinha. And thank you so much for joining us. Right, bye, caballero. Bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.